Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130. To Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991. To Boston, Bloomberg 1200. To San Francisco, Bloomberg 960. To the country, Sirius XM Channel 119. And around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app and Bloomberg.com. This is Bloomberg Surveillance. Good morning. It is 830 on Wall Street. I'm Michael McKee along with Tom Keene. Economic Indicators, brought to you by Commonwealth Financial Network. When it's time to change the conversation, talk with a broker-dealer, RIA, that's ready to listen. Call 866-462-3638 or visit Commonwealth.com to learn more. No major economic indicators today. At 10 o'clock, the Labor Market Conditions Index, Janet Yellen's various things she looks at. Uh, markets don't pay a whole lot of attention yeah. to that. It's supposed to improve a little bit. We did have Charlie Evans of the Chicago Fed speaking on the economy earlier today on a panel with our Francine Lacroix uh, out in uh, jolly London, uh, uh, jolly old England. Uh, he suggested that he's not ruling out June either. That seems to be the question. What will the numbers say by then? Big number of the week for us, Tom, is retail sales on Friday. Uh, we get uh, the report on whether or not Americans are spending, and the forecast is for a rather large increase, eight-tenths of a percent, and the control group up three-tenths of a percent, and that would be taken certainly as good news by the markets and uh, good news perhaps for those who think the Fed may actually go. Will we get that? Well, let's ask Oliver Chen. He is a senior equity analyst for research at Cowan and Company following the retailers. Oliver, um, the, the consumer has been the one keeping the economy uh, afloat lately. Is that continuing here into the second quarter? The chain store sales numbers weren't all that impressive last week, but overall, what's it look like? We are we are cautiously optimistic, I would say. Um, what we do like is the middle to lower income consumer. We think they're benefiting from lower unemployment as low as well as gas, lower gas prices. We're more cautious on the the higher end consumer just because of the stronger dollar, the negative effect from the wealth effect and the S and P volatility. I would also speak to subsectors. Uh, we're concerned about apparel, uh, the the continuation of the rise of fast fashion as well as Primark. Uh, it continues to weigh on apparel as well as lack of fashion trends. So I think you have to think about where the consumer fits in in terms of middle income and lower income being stronger, and then also speaking to categories. Categories matter as well. So well, That's interesting, the middle and lower income. I mean, they're the, the angry people who aren't getting ahead in life according to certain presidential candidates, but now they're spending more money. Where's the money coming from? Is it the gasoline price dividend or are they finally getting raises? A little bit of both. I mean, we've seen a lot of employers um, raise their wages as well. Um, so that indicates to us that there's uh, an environment there where there, there's a competition for labor at the, at the lower end. So I think you have... Um, you know, the signs of this happening as well as uh, the situation with lower gas with a few uh, extra dollars in the pocket, um, which enables this spending to happen. I would caution this a little bit because the offset is the savings rates. Uh, savings rates have, you know, gone up in terms of these consumers also saving. And then also there's a shift in terms of millennials and Generation Z and the newest generations thinking a lot about experiences, spending on experiences rather than material 
material items. So it's not um, fun and games for retailers. And the rise of Amazon is another factor, too, um, as online traffic grows so substantially. So I know Tom wants to, to, to jump in, and he definitely wants to ask about Amazon. But I was just curious, when you said the, the, the younger generations, you know, they're, they're spending more on experiences. I'm wondering if they're still buying as much stuff. Because they like stuff, they like clothing too, but they're buying it at this disposable fashion places like H&M. So they're not spending as much on clothing, leaving them more room to spend on experiences. Yeah, we've seen a really competitive discounting-driven environment and apparel. If you think about, you know, what you see in stores, the friends and family sales, you know, 50% off is the new 40% off. and. Yeah. Just a circular uh, reference here with with discounts. So that's happening, and the apparel category has been deflationary in light of this this circumstance. Well, yeah, but what's the level of panic? What I can't get my handle on within 50% off is the level of sweat and panic in an overstocked, over-inventoried retail. What's the level of sweat, Oliver Chen? Well, sweat's a big deal because fitness is a big deal. Health no, I don't mean that. Life. I mean the level of but, panic for CFOs. Um, well, there's a little bit of panic here because there's price matching. Furthermore, 40% of traffic is on mobile. So, you know, you'll you'll do this too. You'll walk into a store and you'll see a sweater, and, and I'll Google it on my phone to look for uh, the best deal possible. So the added transparency, uh, speed, and other factors are yeah. adding a lot of stress to the system. So what do they do? I went in this, you know, we interviewed the CEO of Adidas, so I thought I'd go in and buy. I went with a fashion-forward selection, Oliver Chen. I bought the original Stan Smith sneaker. I mean, John Tucker, it's the one you and I wore. Did did you put that on your expense account? I put it on the Reto Gagori, keeper of the Amex expense account. We'll see that in next month's listing. But Oliver Chen, seriously here, how does Adidas or Nike or anybody else adapt to my cell phone? Well, it is about brands. It's about powerful brands and kind of segmenting the brand across different channels. So that matters. And then experiences matter, too. They really got to drive you in the store, and it has to make sense to you. And it's about curation. It's also oh, about what really is curation? The store. What is curation um, in the CFA curricula? Curation has a lot to do with making sure that you're getting a point of view. So you want to okay. walk into a store and be wild. You want to look at those Stan Smiths, which you should wear with the bow ties. I do. And look, it's, uh, it's the, the mix that really changes your life because the bar is higher, Instagram, Snapchat, ADD okay. around the consumer. We're going to come back. Oliver Chen with us, uh, very important with counting companies. Brilliant on Amazon. We'll come back. Uh, and he's Michael got Barr, some good uh, suggestions for you. He did. I mean, I mean, do we curate when we go into the grocery store and you have to get a quart of milk? Uh, sadly, uh, yes. Yes, we curate <laughs> when we go get a quart of milk. Futures up two. Dow futures up twenty-one. Let's check in now with Michael Barr and get the latest world and national headlines. Mike, Tom, thank you very much. Fire officials in the Canadian province of Alberta say the forecast for the next few days means they can really get in and get a handle on a wildfire that has scorched almost 400,000 acres. Chad Morrison of Alberta Wildfire says the next few days are calling for cooler temperatures and light rain. The wildfire has sent tens of thousands of residents fleeing the oil sands town of Fort McMurray. British Prime Minister David Cameron says Britain will be permanently poorer if the country leaves the EU. Cameron, in a speech today in central London, says as for the Leave campaign, they are asking us to take massive risk 
with the future of the economy and the future of our country. And yet they can't even answer the most basic questions. What would Britain's relationship be with the EU if we were to leave? Will we have a free trade agreement or will we fall back on World Trade Organization rules? Iran's semi-official news agency says the country has test-fired another ballistic missile. The agency quoted the deputy chief of armed forces saying the test firing was carried out two weeks ago. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by our 2,400 journalists and more than 150 news bureaus from around the world. I'm Michael Barr. Mike, Tom? All right, time now for the Land Rover Parsippany Bloomberg NBC Sports Update. Here's John Stash. Thanks, Mike. After scoring eight runs Saturday, the Yankee bats returned to their quiet ways last night. Only three hits off Red Sox knuckleballer Stephen Wright. Shut out until Brett Gardner home run in the ninth inning. Boston hit four home runs and won five to one. Two of those homers by David Ortiz having a big season at age 40 and heading to retirement. Five homers in six games versus the Yanks. He's hit 52 in his career against them. Big Poppy now second on the all-time Red Sox home run list. He moved past Carl Yastrzemski. Trails only. Ted Williams. Mets won 4-3 at San Diego. Matt Harvey got the win. He didn't homer like Bartolo Colon did Saturday, but he did have two hits at the plate. Cubs again beat Washington. 13 innings. They sweep the series. The Cubs are 24-6. and Stanley Cup playoffs. Tampa Bay all over the Islanders. 4-0 to win the series in five games. The Islander captain, John Tavares. Describe the emotion in the room after uh, the season ended like this. It's brutal. It's hard to believe it's over. Obviously, you put a lot into it, so, you know, we didn't uh, accomplish what we set out to do, and, uh, you know, tough way, uh, tough way to go off. Next straight year, Lightning in the East Finals. LeBron James, NBA East Finals for the sixth straight year. Cleveland with the sweep, winning in Atlanta 199. Oklahoma City over San Antonio last night, 111-97. That series is tied at two. We're at the Bloomberg NBC Sports Update. I'm John Stepchamp. Uh, John, thank you so much. Greatly appreciate that. Sports, Michael McKee. It's getting, I mean, for those of you globally, Mike and I are having fun with Washington Capitals, Pittsburgh Penguins. We agree to disagree, even though we both know it's great hockey. Yeah. Fabulous hockey at any given time. Capitals come back on Saturday night. Now, Tuesday night. Trounced. Tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. And they're still down 3-2, yeah. so they got to go to Pittsburgh and win. Yeah. Otherwise, uh, people will be saying, you know, it's the old yeah. Washington curse. For those of you listening in England, it's, it's, I'm sure there's a soccer equivalent of where you have three bankable superstars, iconic superstars, sometimes on the ice at the same time. You know, uh, yeah. Capitals uh, and uh, Penguins are a little bit like Manchester City and Manchester United. Yeah, okay, I, I'll go with That's that comparison. That's their Derby, as they say. That's our hockey talk for today, Bloomberg Surveillance. The sports report was brought to you by Land Rover Parsippany. The spring sales event is happening now. Visit LandRoverParsippany.com. Land Rover, above and beyond. Global business news, 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app. And on your radio, this is a Bloomberg Business Flash. And I'm Karen Moscow. This update's brought to you by National Realty. 30% returns on cash and rented real estate. Find them at nria.net. Krispy Kreme Donuts agreed to be acquired by JAB Holdings subsidiary in a $1.35 billion deal. Shares are up more than 23% this morning. Lending Club is down 24%. Founder and Chief Executive Officer Renaud Laplanche resigned after an internal review of loan sales to a single investor. And President Scott Sanborn was named as 
acting CEO. Valiant Pharmaceuticals International reiterating its revenue and earnings forecast for the first quarter, saying it expects to file its 10Q by June 10th, ahead of a July 31st deadline in its debt agreement. Stocks rallying with European equities rising from a one-month low as they shook off a drag from Chinese trade data that weighed on industrial metals. We check the markets every 15 minutes throughout the trading day on Bloomberg. S&P E-mini futures higher of one and a half points. Dow E-mini futures up 15. NASDAQ E-mini futures up 8. The DAX in Germany is up one and a half percent. Ten-year Treasury up 4.30 seconds. The yield 1.76 percent. Yield on the two-year 0.71 percent. NYMEX crude oil up two-tenths percent or eight cents to 44.73 a barrel. COMEX gold down one and a half percent or $19.50 to 12.74.60 an ounce. The euro, $1.1405, the yen, 108.22. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Tom and Mike. Karen, thanks so much. This Monday morning, it is 848 on Wall Street. The following is from Bloomberg View. Opinions and commentary from Bloomberg columnists. I'm Mark Whitehouse, an editor at Bloomberg View. Why are so many people unhappy about a U.S. economy that has generated more than 12 million jobs over the past five years? One explanation A lot of those jobs don't pay very well. The April jobs report illustrates a persistent disconnect. Employers have created enough jobs to keep the unemployment rate at 5% or lower for seven months straight, yet this ample demand for workers hasn't generated the wage growth needed to drive consumer spending and the broader economy. What gives? One issue is the quality of jobs being created. To see this, let's split private sector jobs into three wage categories, low, middle, and high. Low-wage jobs have accounted for the most growth by far since the recession that began in 2008, exceeding the pre-recession peak by more than 4 million. High-wage jobs have recovered too, but not as much. The middle is by far the worst off, still 250,000 jobs short of its pre-recession peak. So, while millions of people have gotten back to work, it's not surprising that a lot of them aren't too pleased about it. I'm Mark Whitehouse. For more view, please go to BloombergView.com or view Go on the Bloomberg Terminal. This has been Bloomberg View. And Bloomberg View commentaries can be heard hourly weekdays on Bloomberg Radio. Mike, this just in from Montreal, 30 miles north of Montreal. Police arrest second man suspected of stealing 5 million bees in Quebec. Let's go to the details. Victoriaville, Quebec, land of the hockey stick. The Victoriaville Five Lie, the old McKinney toe curve. Yes, I had dozens of those. Yes. Anyways, they uh, 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 arrested the second of two brothers for stealing 180 Gary Schilling-like beehives, each worth $200,000 or total value. Here's the key sentence. The bees have yet to be found. Oh, my goodness. For questioning? <laughs> I don't know. It's, the bees have not yet been found. They're going to put the bees in a lineup and have them. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you can't it? find the bees, then how are you going to charge the guy? Exactly. That's what I was thinking. As well. we'll have Gary Schilling on in the coming days and weeks to discuss bee theft. Bee theft in uh, Canada as well. Right now on the theft of retail, Oliver Chen of Cowan. Oliver, give us an update on Amazon, the sainted one went into Adidas yesterday, and she had to try on the shoes before we ordered them off the Internet. How does Amazon win within that model? 
Yeah, I think what we see at Amazon is a really powerful Amazon Prime customer base. That's 40 to 50 million customers, part of the Amazon Prime ecosystem. And then Amazon's a lot about reducing friction to the customer. So they have 125 fulfillment centers, 26 sortation centers. So really fulfillment as well as Prime. And then you think about their focus. They're focused on being the number one apparel. We think at Callan they'll be the number one apparel seller by 2017 and the number two consumables by 2018. So how do stores compete? Again, it's about brands, private labels. It's about leveraging stores as assets to deliver a convenience factor to customers. And then it's about touch, look, and feel of products. So TJX, Ross, Treasure Hunt, Shopping Experience, and Off-Price, Beauty at Ulta, you really have to experience beauty, and it's experiential. And then you can't really Amazon a six-pack so Planet Fitness is a stock that we like as well. Limited brands, emotional in terms of Victoria's Secret, that all matters. But, Tom, what you're saying about price comparisons is, is really a challenge that isn't easily solvable. Well, is, uh, has Jeff Bezos created Fortress Bezos? Can anybody else build an Amazon, or is it going to be Amazon and a whole bunch of individual stores trying to you know, do enough business on their websites? I think that's what we're seeing with the scale here at Amazon. Um, John Blackledge is our lead analyst on Amazon, but what they have here is Amazon Web Services, which is subsidizing uh, what what is uh, realistically a lower margin business. They have this fulfillment scale, which is really unmatched, and they have you know 50 million Prime members. So you look at the Porter's Five Forces analysis and what can happen here, and the the objective with scale. Um, and you really have a lot of combination of fixed and variable cost in terms of managing retail. So we, we'll see more consolidation. You know, Gilt Group was bought by Hudson's Bay. Um, thinking about some of these peer plays, and, you know, it's really the merging of bricks and clicks, and you really need to see scale to compete. Well, how, if, if you're a, an individual retailer, how do you think about life going forward? I think life going forward means your store really has to offer something special to the consumer because the value, the bar for value uh, is that much higher. Um, and you also have to be very, very customer focused. So you think about the yeah. greatest companies. They are, they're all in Seattle, Costco, uh, Amazon, Nordstrom, customer focus, which means, um, you can't be selfish. It means you're thinking hard about how to pleasure the consumer in many ways and really solve problems for their lives. Is there too much stuff? I mean, when I talk to Oliver Chen, Oliver, it feels like an airline conversation of eight, nine, ten years ago. Is is there an adultness across all the price points to do fewer product to possibly drive operating income stability and even growth? I do think that that is something companies are trying to f figure out in terms of rationalizing the number of SKUs. Also, Tom, what you're saying is true with respect to the country generally being overmauled. So most of our retailers are, have hit um, a, a somewhat of a store saturation point. So it's a lot about grooming and refining. And the rise of online, the rise of mobile happened faster uh, than people expected. So as this happens, um, the physical stores become less important or just 
become part of an ecosystem. But keep in mind, stores still matter. They're convenient. And, you, you know, when you, when you hop into a Walmart and Target, you're getting a lot done quickly. You want to touch some clothes. So there's a, there's a, there is a purpose for stores, but it's a lot of challenges in rethinking the assortment, the square footage space and maximizing uh, productivity across all channels. So 30 to 40% of holiday sales at, at Kohl's and others were fulfilled using stores. So buy online, pick up in store, ship from store, distributed order management, they're all factors that matter for the incumbent retailers to really uh, play hard here. Does uh, store experience matter in terms of how beautiful or you know, how it's laid out, or is it really about uh, I can try it on and the price is low? It, it, you know, it, when we survey people globally around the world, price definitely matters, and everyday low price is, is a huge factor. But when we think about some of the um, amazing concepts in retail, like, like a Lululemon, um, like like aspects of Nordstrom experience matters because, and you also want to talk to people. So people matter in terms of service and really helping you get what you want done. And also, um, if you're going to pay extra for the, for the yoga bottom or for, for the Stan Smith, you really need to be, have an emotional component that proves to you that, um, there's a lifestyle linkage here that gets you excited uh, about the, about the product you're about to put on, whether it be a bra or makeup or Dior. Yeah, I was worried about that this weekend. Oliver Chen, quickly, your single best buy, what is it? We like Signet as well, and we like Target, and we like Coach. But Signet, ticker SIG, every kiss begins with K. Uh, We think they have a great business, um, which is bridal-focused. You can't Amazon away a diamond ring, and Uh, we think the uh, supply chain is very good, too. May I quote you on that? You can (laughs) Amazon away a diamond ring? Does that mean Tiffany's has got it, mate? We like what Tiffany is doing, but we have a market perform on that stock. Uh, but it's an iconic brand, and they have a lot of good vertical integration. We like what they're doing with the new T collection and Atlas. I love what um, they're and doing the box. with that. You are too much. Yeah, the box. Oliver Chen, <laughs> never enough time. We beg you to darken our door here at our world headquarters as you go over to Bloomingdale's and look at their newly crafted first floor. You know. Look at him in. We'll get him in. Oliver Chenikowin, thank you so much. Greatly appreciated uh, this morning. He's always interesting. Yeah. I'm waiting for 80% off. Um, well, you you haven't stocked up on spring fashions yet. We're 